<laughs> no like worms in the hole. <laughs> nah. Not at all. Not at all. No worms in the no wormholes. Got a big, big show tonight. Big things going on. Boom shakalaka. We just kind of feel the space until the song goes on. Yeah, I'm the mastermind. Let's go. Unlearn the world. And you're listening to Ratchet and Woke. Yes, indeed, back at it again. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. You know what the deal is. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Unlearn the world. Lil MC. Hey, how's You know what I mean? This We're back. A, it's a Friday. Or well, it's a Thursday, but y'all are hearing this on Friday. Okay, let's do a really fun thing really fast. Yeah. Okay? It's going to be called code switching. All right. All right. Um, I'm on the phone. You're on the phone, okay? And right. I am a white telemarketer. White telemarketer. How, how are you responding? To, Hi there. How's your day going? And I'm, I'm hanging up on you. Okay, fine. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. No, let me, better, like, let me do a better example. All right, go okay, ahead. you're trying to speak to a bunch of rich white people at um, that fancy place in the San Francisco, the Battery, yeah, okay. and you don't want to scare them. So, what's your uh, not going to scare the white people voice? Hello there, sir. Welcome to the Battery. I'd like to. Oh, it's like the sorry to bother you voice. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, my name's Marlon. How are you? All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now we're in deep East Oakland. It's right. nighttime. You're trying to buy a Swisher, and there's a bunch of people, and you don't want to look like a little bitch. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't look like no bitch, but I'm saying, like, it's not you're like, yo, you got a Swisher? Like, well, how much How much do they charge for Swishers in it? They got Swishers? Like, all right, you know? all right. <laughs> um, you're, you're at a Bay Area concert, E-40, too short. Like, all the big Bay Area names. Everyone's getting hella hyphy, and you want to fit in. You don't want them to know you're a New York boy. Oh shit! <laughs> I can't. Come on, yeah. you get hella, getting hella hiking in this bitch. Oh shit! Like oh, oh yeah, like yeah, like uh, uh what was it? What say? Um, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I ain't even gonna lie. Like yeah, that, that was hella raw. Hella raw. <laughs> <laughs> hella raw. I ain't gonna lie, I was hella raw. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, now you're back in New York. You don't want people to think that you turn too Cali on them. You got, you got to put, <laughs> put, put it on thick. You know, you, you, you in fucking where, where are you from again? I talk how I talk in Washington, in Washington Heights. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, I just talk how I talk. You know what I mean? Do it, come on, get I'm, I'm talking York like that right now. Like, you know, I'm I, 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 I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't gonna. Like, <laughs> Exactly, like yo, I ain't even gonna hold you. That uh, chopped off cheese rip. is off the rip, though. Like, <laughs> okay, know? okay, one more. I got one more. <laughs> now, now you you going back to to dr and you're speaking with people at. Oh no, no. Okay, sorry. You're in in Washington Heights at the bodega with all the Dominicans, and you try and shoot shoot the shit, just talk. Oh them. yeah, que lo que loco. Dímelo, manín, cuánto tiempo, diablo, loco, pero qué lo que, dímelo. Okay, okay, yeah. See, do you like that game? Yeah, that's, that was that was that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Can I do that it now? Fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but you're don't, at a, you're don't at give a... me in trouble with like any racist things. Oh no no. no. <laughs> okay, but all right, you are at a job interview with a um to be a an assistant to a celebrity. Oh god, I'm gonna fuck that one up for sure. I'm gonna start like sweating. <laughs> Hello, my name is Megan. It's just so fabulous to be here in the presence of uh Oh such, yeah, you're fired. You're totally fired. They're gonna think you're people. a weirdo. Oh no, okay, I got another one for you. Okay, uh okay, you're talking to Facebook people. Facebook. <laughs> come on, come on. Um thank you for logging on to the today's sync. I just wanna make sure that all of our policies are aligning with you. <laughs> Grand rising. <laughs> Grand rising. Okay, now you're at now you're at like hella woke Oakland, Wokeland. Uh, grand Rising, beloveds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm feeling blessed and highly favored. It's uh, just I'm in, I'm gratitude. And have you gratitude. saged and listened to Sade today? No, Sade I sh- I need to listen Sage? to more Sade. To be honest with you, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, I need to listen to more Sade in my life. I'm, I think I'm lacking that. I think that's one of my things. It's part of my wellness. 
Oh, yes, and I again. fucked that up because you were trying to... You really to... fucked that up. Yeah. We, I, I, just... even, I don't even want to talk about it because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having a fucked up day. We don't, Hold I don't want to talk about it. It's a little joke. <laughs> okay, he tried making this, like, sexy mix for us, <laughs> and I was feeling a lot of it, you know? It was no, like, you weren't. Yes, you were I hating. was. It was like, um, what's that chick? It's like... Alright, this is going nowhere. Anyways, it had a lot of good songs on it. And then one of them was like Shaw Day and it felt like really funny and I just started laughing. Yeah, don't laugh at my Shaw Day. It reminded me of like um Zoe Kravitz trying to play on um Big Little Secret, Big Little um, Lives. Oh. Uh, okay, anyways, uh, moving yeah. on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. I, 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 so. just, I felt like, you know, that was a fun little game to get things popping. I like I like the yeah, game. That yeah, was a really yeah. fun game. No, this is this is going to be the new thing we say on the pod. I'm writing a song with Breathless, and I wrote this today, and I really like it. So it's going to be pop that wop like kettle corn. Pop. <laughs> we got to put that on the soundboard. Pop that wop, pop that wop, pop that wop like kettle corn. Pop. You know, because like no one wants that buttery ass horrible red bocker. You want that <laughs> sweet popcorn popping. That sweet popcorn popping. Yeah. <laughs> did you take an Eddie? Are you? Did this I shit kick in yet? I'm kind of like exhausted today, uh, but yeah. no, it's because we slept. Okay, so we've been we've been really on our um trying to to do self care and and try to get our third eye open. According to Erica Badu and Dr. Sebi. Um, no lie, okay? This is straight this, facts. That's straight facts. Yeah, son. yeah. And what we've learned is the best, in order to sync your biological, your biorhythm up with like the biorhythm of the planet, or even probably like the universe, mm-hmm. it's best for you when your circadian rhythms are aligned if you go to sleep during, between the hours of 10 and 4 a.m. Some of them say 10 and 2, but basically you just want to be, after there's no sunlight, it's best for you to be asleep. That's when your that's when your your body is releasing the hormones. Um, it's releasing what's that one called? Methadone? No, just kidding. The one that makes you sleep. Melatonin. Melatonin. <laughs> right, right. So it's like if you want to be like optimizing, you know, all of these hormones and chemicals that are your body's naturally secreting, you want to do that when there's no sunlight. And not be staying up till like four in the morning, and then like waking up at like ten a.m. Yeah, I mean, I think we we got out of that phase of the of the quarantine and and, and the pandemic that people were like having they were insomniacs and like people were losing sleep. Like I was up until like three four in the morning sometimes. It didn't then, matter. Nothing yeah, mattered. Nothing, I was nothing like, mattered. I don't, for a very I'm a hibernating bear. That was a whole ass Nocturnal thing. Owl? But that was like it was called. It was fucking people's uh, schedules up really bad. Yeah, and then it was like just causing. A lot of havoc on the brain, you know. But I mean? it's just like very, it's very powerful, like the way that circadian rhythms operate. So, like, I, I really want to try doing this, going to sleep between like eleven to four or something. And then the other thing I was saying is eating like high alkaline, rich foods, and like just there's just a lot of shit that I want. I want my third eye open so I can see the colors and I can go to like an alternate universe, you know. So, yeah. so yeah. check that out. Well, speaking of seeing colors, we went to the yurt. You turned dirty 30. In the yurty. In the yurty, baby. In the yurty, Yeah, so now you're a 30-year-old. Now you're uh, in your 30s. You're yeah. 30 and thriving. But no, we went to this year. Dirty 30 and thriving. <laughs> we did the dirty 30 in the yurty. Yes. Um, so we went Shout to this out Lupin Lodge. Hey, Lupin Lodge. In the Santa Cruz Mountains. Which is, unbeknownst to me, was a nudist colony. I didn't know it either. <laughs> when I booked it, I did not I know. But then you. I found... I did not. I yeah. did not know it was a clothing optional, but I found clothing out and I was op- like... So that's how they... That's a, It used to be like nudish or nude it's only. It's called native. And now native. it's... Oh my God. Yeah. What was the term that native. they used? Native. Native. I think, right? Nativist? Something, something? like that. Yeah. yeah nativist yeah. community. Like a nativist... Right. Um, is so to imply nude, right? Because nude implies sexual. Which yeah, is and you legit can't. It's not. They're not sexualizing this experience at all. You have to be like a registered non, a non-registered non. You have to be. You can't be a sex offender. You yes. can't have done anything sex <laughs> fucked up to anybody in a and sexual I was way. And because I was streaking stuff. in the Darth Vader mask as an eighteen. <laughs> or no, I was seventeen, so I think I was cool, but. Well, tell them, tell them about the thigh on the glass. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> so scary. 
We only saw like two, like two nakies, you know, like okay. one dingaling and one pair of titties, you know. Whatever. Yeah. It was what it was fine, um, but yeah, we we took some magical mushrooms, of course, and they, you know, always hit me. You, you were not really tripping, but like no. you know, I was in the spaceship, you know, and I was like, I really have to pee. There's no bathroom in the yurt. I'm gonna have to go to this restaurant where the where the bathrooms are, and I walk up there. And I like go to open the door and I look in the window and there's like a, a ruckus going on and I'm like, What the fuck is this? And I look and I see a naked thigh and it's I was like, Oh my god, there's people fucking in here. Like I cannot Was it a man's thigh or a woman's thigh? It was thigh? a milky white man thigh. A milky white man thigh. Milky white man thigh. And it was like scurrying beneath blankets and it was oh right there. God. And I was like, the whole room was dark and I was like, There's no way I'm walking in here. With this sex capade occurring, and I'm on mushrooms, and they're like nudist people, and they're gonna try and orgy me. Like I just can't. Yes. So I ran. Away. You ran. I ran. It was freaky. You uh, you scurried. I, I really scurried did away. through the woods, and I was like, ah! They were like, yay! There's a, there's a steamy naked thigh up there. I was like, what? So then you made me take you to the bathroom the second. <laughs> yeah, and the thigh was under a blanket. Yeah, yeah, and that's all there. I could see. Yeah, but he then, was there. But first, the, but first, I tried to pee like pop a squat because you know I I like to pop and squat, pop that wop like you know. And, and then I heard people Did cackling people at, laugh me. at you. It was a very traumatizing shroom experience, and I felt pee shame. Oh my god! Don't ever be pee shame. Yeah, no, there's no a- one should be pee shamed. There was pee shame. Oh, absolutely. Shame for shame. <laughs> okay, we have topics, I swear to God. Okay, yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot, though. Well, I mean, there was a whole lot of shit. Shout out to Quinn, because that was a great conversation we had last week. Yes, but um, we're not going to because- talk about the conversation we had last no, week. No, <laughs> but I, I bring it up to say that there was a whole lot of shit that we could have talked about or should have talked about last week that we didn't get to. Like, political things that were going on, and like, there's a new strain of COVID in Africa, and there was like a lot of shit that... That we just didn't get into. Um, I know. <laughs> that I'm now, it's it's escaping me now. Well, that's right? because it's like, as, uh, who, who, I was listening to the JVP today and, and they made a comment like, something that's five days old on the internet is like ancient news. So anything. Seriously. And especially in this era where the rate that we're consuming all pieces of content, inclusory of news content is like, it, it's old. It's ravenous. Yeah. It's just, just it's, it's like. Remember when people used to get like newspapers delivered across yeah. the country and a. <laughs> Like a trick you know what pony or whatever yeah, they're like, called. A trick pony. <laughs> no, it's there's the perpetual need to feed the beast, and we forget that we are the beast. We are the people that are consuming the media that we're still complaining about. Right. right. Like this entire wheel and cycle keeps going on because we continue to feed into it. And, you know, some of us are deluded enough to think that we're gonna hack through the matrix without becoming part of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't be in the world and not of it. It's just a weird I mean, you that you, you could try to be in the world but not of the world. And I think a lot of us are trying that, but we still get sucked in to the muck and the mire of fucking... That's like the movie we watched yesterday. Consciousness and attention yeah. consumption. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what this is. They, A paradigm of control has been built around us to suck our consciousness and attention because that's what creates reality. So if we're putting it into this new mechanism or this new platform, that becomes realer than the world we exist in. Yeah, that's exactly the premise <laughs> of that movie. that We saw Bliss with yeah, Salma yeah. Hayek and Owen Wilson. Which wasn't really a great movie, but I was like, the, we were so hyped on the, the trailer. The concept of it is cool, which I really totally does. kind yeah. of... Like the, so it's basically, like not to give anything away, um, it's like they're... The reality that they're in, which is similar to the reality that that we are in now, is not real. It's a simulation, and really, they're where they're actually from is this beautiful place where everything is perfect. They like found a utopian a, state. A, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like everyone has enough resources to go around. Like there's no poverty. There's no war. There's no like any. It's almost like it's like heaven. Right, but yeah. the the downside of that is that everyone's too happy and complacent, so that they they have they don't have any anything negative to kind of compare against to make to make them grateful for what is good. Right, right. So, and the thing I was saying is like, well, what's to say that isn't the simulation? And and then it just made me think of mm-hmm. like everything that we think of as far as those premises of movies, like The Matrix. Like, who's to say that the that the the 
that the real world is is the or the world where everyone is like mm-hmm. you know on the hamster wheel working in the offices blah blah where neo's in maybe that's the real world and the simulation is the matrix like who's to say who's or maybe say? nothing is a simulation it's all just an alternate reality and all of these realities exist and we're and and there's storylines that that are existing and, and continuing on so you in the simulation or, or in the matrix paradigm you know if you're neo and you're trying to like stop the smiths and all them while you're doing that your other self that is still in 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 that other reality it's hard for me to explain this i mean it's multiple realities it's like you know i'm saying multiverses that can overlap it's just where you're putting your conscious or like the majority of your conscious into i guess yeah yeah i think it's when worlds are converging in your brain your brain is the universe right right? like so your, your your worlds are converging and i think a lot of like mental illness related to um, dissociative personalities or schizophrenia is really just a, a switch that's flipped in the brain where your perceptions of reality are intersecting. Like that's, and that's the other thing we're talking <laughs> about too is like, you know, when we see like homeless people talking to themselves or like they're, they're seeing people that we don't see, like maybe they're just tapping into someone in an alternate reality and it's just, you know, like you said, a glitch. And, and it's not that they're not there and they're hallucinating and they're insane. They're just, they're just you know, they're static between the two, right. the two dimensions that they're, that they're privy to and we're not. So we overlapping just... projections in the conscious mind. And it's because the consciousness is it's literally split. So you're, you're dealing with like two different universes in the same brain. They're, they're fighting for space. Right, they're fighting yeah. for real estate in terms of attention. So like, And could... they're probably more attuned because like we were saying yesterday is like homeless people are more detached from the material world. 100%. Where we're sucked into our phones and into this new reality, which yeah. is all these social media platforms and, and we're existing within this this phone 100%. paradox, right? These, these homeless people... They're not. They don't have money. They don't give a fuck about any of that. Like they're they're probably tapping into like they're probably more like self actualized. Yeah, I mean, which is why a lot of homeless people prefer to be homeless. At a certain point, you've lived there long enough. You've you've detached from the system long enough that you you're fine now. You're like, what the fuck? Like I don't care about any exactly. Of this shit. Like, like so, our perception is, oh, there's yeah. homeless people, and we use them to prop it. We we prop them where they are to make ourselves feel better. Not that there isn't homeless people that for sure want to exactly. Need there's help. there's a housing crisis, that, right. but there are people who are Jeez. willingly homeless. Yes. You know, and and our perception of of their lives is they're so sad. Right, like when we were giving out food, they were like, hell of people were like, like nah, we're cool. chilling. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm chilling. Like, why do I? I got my hot plate here. Yeah. You acting like you know what I mean? Like, I can see how people would be offended because sometimes it is a choice. I mean, but let's not undermine the fact that there is a housing crisis and there are real shit thing, real things happening. Yeah, no, people we're losing not their homes that they've grown up in their entire lives, but. Aside from the homeless, the, the housing crisis and people who are homeless by not by choice, you know what I'm saying? Um, there are a po- there is a population of the homeless who are willingly there because they feel more comfortable deta- having detached from this world. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I believe that you have to acquiesce in the society to and make the agreement to pay bills, pay taxes. Is there not a documentary on this? Like where I mean, Tyra Banks went undercover as like an overweight person. There's no one that's been undercover <laughs> in like the homeless circuit and then tapped into that. I'm sure they're way more enlightened than. I'm sure. I'm sure there are, and you know what I'm saying. We don't, we'll never know about them because they they figured it out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like there's there's a lot of people. You got to think about it. Like yo, there's 7.5 billion people on the earth. There's bound to be a good chunk of people who have figured this all out, and they have, are gone. They're out of here. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there's the others. A very there's a larger few that figured it all out, but stayed. And those are the prophets that you hear about, the gifted seers, the seekers. You know what I'm saying? All throughout history, ancient times, antiquity, up until this point, the people we prop up as mystics or whatever are the people who have figured the reality out, but are choosing to stay to bring us. Over. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's at least what we <laughs> I, like. I think that's what we like to believe. Also, like, at least for me, you know, because I don't believe in like 
Jesus and any of these institutionalized forms of religion, but I like to believe in like this spirituality that like there is mm-hmm. some higher beings out there that want to help us. But even they aren't. Maybe they're like, "Fuck you, bitch. Figure it out for yourself." <laughs> like you know, we're like all oh, these gods from ancient times. They they were helping us, you know, find our inner humanity. But maybe that's not the case. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's each one out for themselves or some shit. I mean, but that's Darwinian, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that. Actually, what you call it? What I think the senator or one of these Republicans that represents Texas and everything that Texas is going through got got put under a lot of fire last week. That was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Oh yes, because he was basically saying like he was basically like propagating um, eugenics, right? Because people were. People are like literally dying out there because their their infrastructure in Texas is not equipped to deal with that kind of weather. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are out of electricity. There are no is it social. Is kind of similar to like a New Orleans situation out there? In in one way or another, because they're they're literally either out of they're out of work, they're out of food, water, whatever the case is. They don't have an infrastructure to keep themselves from that. And this dude, I, I forget his name. He's a politician. And he was he was just like, yo, it's the, not the government's job to do anything for you people. You are always asking for handouts, like crazy shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like basic government services. And then he got on this whole high horse about big government and government regulations on on human lives, and that people should just be fighting for themselves. And like you know, only the strong will survive. That kind of social Darwinianism yeah. that's very destructive. You know what it's I mean? It's very rooted in eugenics and racism, but um. I didn't want. I, I wanted to go on a funny note. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Be funny. Uh, yeah. So, so that was dope. But here we have another list. We're trying to keep keep this up every single week. We're gonna bring you some weird lists, okay? So this list, you remember we created this one is people with pock energy. People with pock energy. Yes, yes. yes. And I shall read Freddie Let's Gibbs. See. Freddie Gibbs, one hundred percent. A lot of pock energy. Now. Kendrick. Yes. Andre three thousand. I could see that. Dude, he's a Gemini, and he always has his shirt yeah. off. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. The game. Yeah. Fifty Cent. One hundred percent. DMX. Yes. And then you said Jaw Rule. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, all just all don't that. wear shirts. Well, it's not because <laughs> no, I think I think you know, and I I teach this, so it's a it's a point of mine that. I think that hip hop and the music industry in general relies very much on personality archetypes. Yeah, there's a personality that Archetype was big to enough. Fill. Yeah, so there, there, and and these are organic. It's not like they've created them and then people fill them. It's like no, there was one person who stood above all others to have this certain personality that people have gravitated to. It's allowed them to sell millions upon millions of copies of records, mm-hmm. and and so like an identity like. Pac, for mm-hmm. example, right, based on this list, he created this imprint of himself that since his death and since because it was so abrupt, people have been looking to fill. We, yes. There's a whole Pac fan base. I would base. even say maybe a pop smoke a little bit. You know, yeah, but like even, the yeah, so they, there's, a, there's a Pac hole, there's a Pac void in hip hop that people are still wanting to consume. So they've, since Pac's death, have tried to replace him with different archetypes. So after Organically, Pac, though. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, saying after Pac, the person was DMX. DMX's music and content was very similar to Pac. Mm-hmm. He had a very similar image, style, short, ball headed dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he became a multi platinum star because of that. Then Ja Rule came kind of on the under of that, kind Fitty. of with a similar feel, but he was a little bit more towards R&B. So now he's getting like a larger, more mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. And then that was brought back to the streets with 50 Cent, mm-hmm. who was the antithesis of that. And then it reinforced the story because he got shot nine times. Mm-hmm. So now you got layer upon yeah, 50, layer of people really fulfilling this, pro- you know what I'm saying? And then his underling is the game. Right. And it just keeps going on. So yeah. like now you have that. But then, I really think Freddie is the most pockish. Gibbs, uh, yeah. Maybe Gibbs. not like outside of his his artistic like ma- or how would I want to say like his artistic what's the word like alter ego yeah. kind of or his, his personality art, his he, yeah he has a personality but like him Pac. outside of that I don't feel is very like Pac was very like an activist and like you know angry and like out there for like social justice change like I feel like Freddie is a little bit more mellow 
Yeah. He's yeah. a Gemini also, though. Exactly. But he still carries that energy, and I can see that energy in him. Yeah. Like, He's sure. got the smooth pock energy. Yeah. Like the I get around The picture energy. me rolling kind yeah, of energy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But not so much like the Not the revolutionary up. kind of yeah, shit that, that yeah. Pac was on. You know what I mean? Like, you oh, don't... these Gemini. <laughs> they match, like each person matches one of the twins, you know? Because there's twins. Yeah. Yeah, what are their personalities? Like, sleepy and dopey? No, everyone has different <laughs> twins. And some people uh, have more than one twin, depending on when you're born. Whoa. Yeah. So and the Olsen like twins a... are Gemini, so yeah, I was there's gonna, literally I was four of them. To... Oh, my God. Isn't that insane? insane? And that's why the Ashley Olsen, the, the chick that plays uh, Wanda yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in that Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. She's fucking like, hey, all I see all the time on my news is like the Olsen twins, like rap battle Ashley Olsen, <laughs> whatever her name is. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's like all this beef with them. My news is like, I swear to God, it's all it is is astrology. We should look at, no, all right, yeah. What, yeah what's, what's, your recent, you. what's your recent Google, your Google no. searches? Okay, Let's no. do the Google searches. Look, look, look. If you go to Google like this yeah. and you just, and you it'll just pop up like your news, like what you're interested in. Mine is like stimulus check because like I'm a broke bitch. Want my stimulus? Uh, sci-fi. How how to use intuition to make better decisions? Edd. Full cold full cold moon in Virgo brings the energy to leave. Like, will there be a mind hunter season three? Tory Lanez forbidden from speaking oh my God, publicly. This is totally you. The new slang teens use to insult boys who are too nice to girls. Buried for four thousand years, the ancient culture could expand the cradle of civilization. It's the yo. It's, it's like, scary. It's scary. Don't look at the last one. It's funny. Stunning yellow super bloom pops up in Half Moon Bay. Yo, that's the most annoying. Yo, don't know me like that. They dude. know everything. They know my like financial situation. My like pre- my my TV preferences. My music preferences. <laughs> like. That's in, guy like, of preferences. Yeah. What's yours? What's yours? Go to Google and just. I'm trying to pull it up. Like, it's oh, not you can't just. Up. Okay. No. no, you go to like. Okay. So then you type there. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, Use these gen- are like, these are trend. These are all trending. Oh, but it's not specific to it's you. It's not specific to me. It used to be. I don't oh, know what happened. That's what. Man, what, you can't do the thing where you see what the last things you looked up. I'm scared. That's what mine. I was trying to find, and it was okay. not. It's okay. not coming up. Oh. Mine is mine is rhymes with Stargate, Solar Systems, Mercedes Ladies, Charmin Six Five, Mujeristas, Doctor Sebi, Alkaline Rich Foods, Emergency Hospitals near me. Like, <laughs> yikes. <I'm weird. laughs> No, they used yeah, to I be gotta weirder, find mine. Though. Mine but... used to be like, is it illegal to poop in yard? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I It's not. It is? <laughs> you just it's might just get frowned a, upon. Yeah, you might get a report on next door. You yeah, know? oh my God, next door. <laughs> Human turd on my lawn. I know it's not a dog's. I investigated the fecal matter. It looked like the... <laughs> the person had been eating broccoli and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli pizza. Oh my uh, god! Who are you? Why would somebody look at poo that deep? Because neighbors are find... petty. This is why I don't like like be friends with neighbors. Neighbors yeah. can be really petty. Well, Elaine's was my best friend since like five because she was my neighbor, and then I had another neighbor that I won't speak of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no i also used to like think my whole neighborhood was haunted and there was like some grand conspiracy going on so i would spy on literally everyone like break into their backyards you were like, like nancy drew uh, like, when, like a hard uh, boy i know okay listen i have the the <laughs> oh boy say this. okay so listen harriet tubman has my birthday as pisces okay. and harriet the spy has my like look so we see like the the heart of Harriet Tubman, the mind and body of Harriet ah, the Spy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the heart of Harriet Tubman. Yeah. That's what we're naming this episode. No. <laughs> yes. Ta-da. Ta-da. I really love saying that. It just says perfect. All right. Let's get this interview fucking cracking. All right. Yeah. Let's talk to Einstein. We're here. We're back at it. And uh, we are here with the, the, okay, I, I'm going to try to do a really, the really intro. dope intro. Do the okay. intro. Here it okay. goes. Here it goes. Ready? Go. His name is Albert. <laughs> Fuck, I'm fucking ah. Y'all good. Y'all good. I feel <laughs> we, got, we got MC, uh, vocalist extraordinaire, Einstein the mastermind in the building with us. 
What's up? Sure. What's up? But he's also a, sci- a mad scientist. Are you? Are you, are you you're trying to get, really you're trying to. Really she's trying to redeem herself. It's good. Really good. <laughs> you know, I used to be really good at it, and I really fell off. You know. Yeah, you <laughs> didn't didn't worry about it. It's all good. Like, you did. Think of it like a bar. You know, you know, your your batting average is getting lower, it's but really it's cool. Bad, yeah. It's yeah. cool. No, all star, you know, all star weekend comes. I think you'll be back to your your usual roots. Nah, give me a break. I just came from one other pod, and then before that, I worked for five hours. Before that, we did an assembly, and before it was like today's yeah, today's, oh, yeah. a, today's been a day. I feel like I've been seeing it. It was back to back to back. Like if I hadn't been working all day, I probably I would have tuned into all of it. It's just like I literally got here, well, got home, and then was like, oh shit, I gotta get this shit recorded. So I just knocked it out. But I definitely. Next time y'all are doing some shit, I'm in there. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even my shit. Don't even trip. It was a. Uh, I was. I was on a podcast for Snowy G called The Lit Side, so I was on that. But like, okay. yeah, nah. I think MC Infinite was doing his. I was doing yeah. MC yeah. Infinite was doing his release show today. Um, yeah, but you released an album right now. You recently released an album, so congratulations yeah. to you on releasing the album. You thank you, I mean? thank you, man. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for it. It's like my first actual like album on like all the streaming platforms and stuff. So it's definitely been something that's been a long time in the making, man. And I'm happy. I'm excited. It's woo. (laughs) So you made an, you have, have you made like mixtapes before when you say that this is your first album on streaming platforms? Yeah. uh, I've been making music since like uh, nine, 10 years old. And I've had a bunch of like mixtapes like that times, but nah, um, like I was saying, uh, this is my first mixtape that I've had. Uh, well, my first. Well, I've had mixtapes back home um, in Texas and stuff. I've been constantly recording things, but this is the first main thing that I got out on all the streaming platforms and stuff. So it's definitely an exciting moment for me. Yeah. So you just dropped the album. Um, yeah. And and from what you were telling us, that this was this is your first album or project on all the streaming platforms. So it's like a debut of sorts. Yeah. But you've been recording music for a while now, right? Most definitely, yeah. Uh, since 2013, 2014 uh, type stuff, I've uh, been recording like most of my major, um, most of my music on, been putting it on SoundCloud and like mixtape sites like Dat Piff and shit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Dat Piff days. Oh my God. You, what is Dat Do you Piff? remember Dat Piff? No, oh no. I don't remember Dat Piff. Oh my God. So in the mixtape era, in the mixtape era of, of rap music, Dat Piff was like. Um, the hub for all mixtapes you could buy or find anybody's mixtape okay this is the thing though (laughs) so you have so much fucking music and you say you just make mixtape what like these days what the fuck is the difference between a mixtape and an album like i get it when you would take the this is a good conversation to have but like what is the difference between a mixtape nah i feel that i get that um i think when it comes to like defining that for me at least it's like actually putting all the money and that, that you got and investing in yourself and stuff and like you know beat production and different things and like, like actually like linking up with, with real producers instead of like just doing the stereotypical shit like oh okay i found this beat off of youtube it's mine now it is so I see. it's yeah, like it, exactly you're very intentional with the whole project it's a cohesive body of work it's not just like random songs here and there that exactly. you're just putting together. Right. And I feel that, but it's like, that's because I know you have hella songs. Because when we linked up that one day in the park to make music, you just like, you're like, oh yeah, I, I write music like every day, like no big deal. Wrote this hook in like five <laughs> seconds. I'm like, holy shit. Now, it's weird because like, I don't mean to like write shit in like hella quick like that. I think it's just because like I've been doing it for so long. It just kind of comes you out. You have a formula. Vibe, you know? Yeah, but you you have a formula. You've worked to to have a formula. You've been putting out music, and now, so I mean, what's what's the what's the overall like theme of this album? Like, you had a really dope album cover. Who designed that? Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and turn my camera back on. Hope and pray for the best here. (laughs) But now, um, my uh, my friend Sterling Hawkins, uh, who shot the video for uh, my uh, for the single "Good Enough." Um, she has a sister, uh, Elon Hawkins. Um, you can find her at in, on Instagram at like Lonnie, um, like dot Lonnie. She actually made the album cover for it, and it kind of encapsulated everything that I was trying to do with the project. It was one of those things of like because the album the album's called Evolve, um, and it was just kind of signifying everything that I've done to get to this point of moving out to California, uh, pursuing uh, pursuing the music, you know, full 
well, not full time, but pursuing the music harder than what I was before. Because at first it was kind of like, yeah, this is what I want to do, but I'm not in the positions though where I want to be. Yeah. What part, what part of Texas are you from? Um, I'm from uh, I'm from Coppers Cove. It's like an hour away from Austin. It's okay. more close Never to the military base and stuff. Coppers Cove. Coppers Cove. It sounds like yeah. a pirate's den. It does. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but, it, but it ain't even no pirate thing. It's like literally the city of five hills. It's like, yeah. how does Cove and hills and what? I don't know. It's sex. Whatever man. they do to sell real estate, brother. What, you know what's what I mean? that right. big ass music festival in Texas? Oh, South, South by, by Southwest. Southwest? Yeah, yeah. So what? You got a plug for South by Southwest? <laughs> Shit, I wish. Like literally the whole time I was down there, I... For some reason, I was never able to go. Like, that's the type of shit that pissed me off the most because I wanted to pursue this music thing, like, hard, like, the full time. But, like, I had the stresses of, like, my parents and stuff being on me and things and, like, trying to, like, keep my head above water and shit. But, no, I probably know, like, two or, you know, like, a few people down there that have done it and shit and could probably get me in. But it's just a matter of, like, you know, just talking or probably getting other people in, too. But I just got to open that line of communication, you know? Yeah, what brought you out to the Bay Area? Was it a woman? Ooh. Well, <laughs> Lady Love? Ah, no. Yeah, 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 I ain't gonna lie. Right, we're gonna keep it close. We're gonna keep it close. Don't worry. We don't wanna get into no, it. That's fine. No, is this the, what we have to find out in your music? You don't wanna, we don't wanna spoilers. <laughs> Nah, honestly, I'm single as fuck, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Nobody is a lucky lass. It's just <laughs> I'm solo dolo. So. That's a but nah, look. just um... no lucky lass. I'm solo dolo. <laughs> That's a banger. Writing session. <laughs> it is that. It is. Yeah. I might have to just yes, you write. <laughs> but nah, so um, basically, I had come out here just trying to like you know really pursue uh, like trying to go towards my music a little bit more. I had ended up uh coming out here originally uh to get a get a license and a medical assistant yourself because that's my uh that's my day job um my nine to five basically i had come out to i had come out to school well come out to the bay area for school and get my medical assistant license exactly yeah and then once i ended up uh finishing up i stayed here for work and everything and i ended up making these different connections especially with some with people that i knew from school and stuff that also made music and they pretty much pointing me in the direction of uh ROTC. Hey. Um, so yeah, so I ended up over there and I ended up meeting everybody like you guys, uh, what's real, um, Jane, the message and everybody. And I just like really fell in love with the, with the scene out here. So I just stayed. <laughs> there you go. But you in San Jose. So what's, what's the scene out like out there? Is there kind of like a, an ROTC? Um... I mean, from what I've been hearing, um, there is, it used to be. I came out during the pandemic. So you know, oh, yeah. fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, there used to be, um, it was called The Cypher. It happened on Wednesdays. That was their ROTC. So folks like Third Eye, uh, Third Eye Team. Yeah. Um, Three-Headed Dragon. Yeah. Three-Headed Dragon. Shout out Three-Headed Dragon. Shout out Jeff Turner. Those kind of dudes was doing that oh, scene okay. down there on Wednesdays. But that was in some uh, bougie club and then... They've been I think it's uh, I think it's fifty five south. I've been hearing some things. Yeah, so. no, it was it was uh, not so far sounds. It was um, so sofa bar, something like that. So oh yeah, yeah, back bar sofa. Yeah, back bar yeah, sofa. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah it was back bar sofa. But hip hop and in San Jose has been trying to get hip hop out of there for like a long time, like just in terms of the venues and the clubs. So there's not much of a scene like there used to be. Uh, and Wednesday Cypher is not happening. Like, I just, I can't, like, the, I think the hardest thing with Boom with ROTC was that it was on a Sunday night, and when I was a degenerate and didn't do shit on a Monday but just be hungover, it was fine. <laughs> exactly. Right, just, I like, feel that. I kind of an adult, and this shit is hard. Nah, of course. It's like that Wednesday, middle of the day. Nah, fam, I can't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. who's partying on a Wednesday? You know what I mean? No. Like, well, who's partying on a Sunday? But you'd be surprised how many people's partying on a Sunday. But- a oh yeah, people people's be lit on, on Sunday. No, trying to yeah, trying to we we try to do ROTC on Wednesdays <laughs> in Oakland. The bathroom on Sundays, you know, like fuck, <laughs> yeah, they we, they're not the churchgoers, you know. <laughs> we, we were trying to do ROTC on Oak in Oakland on Wednesdays, and yeah. it wasn't, it just wasn't working. I remember you know what I'm that. saying? It was, it was really, it was, it's hard. It's tough. Right. Um, but you know, you came out to the Bay nonetheless. You got tapped in with the scene and you just been working with a lot of different producers out here. Or like, how'd you start developing this album? Was this a collection of songs that you already had in the tuck? Yeah. What was so the process? Basically, the album, like, I was 
pretty much do- writing everything like while I was still uh, while I was still at school and everything. Um, I had found most of like the production, uh, a good majority of the production on uh, on on YouTube. Surprisingly, yeah. But I actually decided to get into like actually get into like buying the leases and like looking into the rights and everything for it uh, for everything. Then it just came to a matter of like finding d- different artists to work with out here because I wanted to build those connections. So um, the album was primarily recorded at Pharmacy Studio in uh in uh, South San Francisco. Um, basically, my boy Dr. Um, definitely does did his thing on the production. Um, well, for the mixing and the mastering. Um, then it just came to a matter of like finding different artists to work with as well too. So I ended up linking up with Chris Sanko. Um, fucking, um, I wanted to get what's real on there. I think our schedules weren't lining up and things, but um, just. Rudy G, he's a homie out of Fresno and stuff. Uh, I got some of my people from like the open mic scenes that I used to go to as well too out in uh, SF. So it's yeah. just honestly just collabing with everybody I could get my hands on, you know. Yeah. Talk to us about the open mic. So you was going to open mics in San Francisco or in your in your hometown? Yeah, no. So I was going to open mics in uh, San Francisco. There was uh, places like Neck of the Woods, um, over on Clement Street, um, Hotel Utah. Um, how Bryant, you didn't I didn't know say. about any of these. Like, I was just now were these hip hop open mics or these were just like regular open mics? These were just regular open mics because yeah, that's, that's the with okay. me because I like getting like getting music from anywhere at any time. Like, I didn't want to cut myself off from um, just focusing primarily on like hip hop type things. So I ended up stumbling upon like some of the you know singer songwriter open mics kind of things and finding you know these different artists that were in that same element wanting to listen to everything but were primarily hip-hop artists as well too so that's how i kind of ended up with that so but yeah did, did you so like you're going to these open mics that are not purely hip-hop in fact probably not a lot of hip-hop so like were those audiences receptive to your genre of music because you're i hate to say this word genre bending Ta-da! <laughs> it's not offensive it's just a stupid ass Nah, I know, I feel it. But you know, you're like you sing, you got almost like an R and B like trappy vibe, you know. So do you think that that allowed you to be kind of received better on these open mic scenes rather than just being hella rapidy rap rap in these indie artist spaces or these like, Yeah, uh, I mean I'm not gonna start about it. I feel like that definitely opened up my you know, opened up my uh, opportunities more uh for people. It's just one of those things that like I feel like the more accessible you can make your music, the more receptive people are going to be. And then as long as your message still stays, stays the same, who gives a fuck? You know, right. <laughs> like, yeah. as long as you're true you. to you, like, yeah, doesn't really matter. And the hippie white girls is popping. Ooh, <laughs> yes, but I'm hearing them yappity yap about diversity and genre bending. I'm like, nah, he like them hippie white girls. That's I really mean, like, mad at yeah, Einstein, exactly. Einstein, what is what your is. sign? Are you a, what, what are you? I gotta know. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. Fire. Fire. That means you need to find a crazy Leo hippie lady. Yes, I think, I think you need to get trained in doing the tarot cards, and then we can t- do people's tarot cards mm, on the show. I nah, that'd that's be crazy. GGO's lane, that would be crazy. GGO needs to come on and do our tarot cards. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, don't that do would be dope. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. Yeah. Okay, Einstein. So I got I got kind of like a a, a different segue. So you and okay. Jane did that complex show, and me and Unlearn are about to do do it later this month and i'm just curious what what was your experience with that did because i i saw your the footage and it was really really fucking amazing um it's kind oh, of most definitely of yeah why why i was like so inclined to do it because i've been kind of uh quiet on like the live stream scene over the pandemic right. so like what was your experience with that performance? um it was a it was a different thing like honestly it kind of felt like to me like, you know how artists would, like, how bigger name artists will get on TV and stuff like that and, like, really do their performances while they're being filmed and stuff like that? That's what it felt like to me, kind uh, of. So it was just one of those things, like, it was great, like, seeing, like, all these different cameras and stuff around me. Yeah, of course, we social distance because of the goddamn pandemic again. I'm sorry. I'm really salty about this. I've been working all the uh, way through swear, the pandemic. your heart <laughs> But nah, so fucking, it was just, it was kind of like it was great because everything was very professional. 
Um, they, their quality cameras were fucking dope. Um, like just seeing the kind of work ethic that was put into this, it it was nice. It was definitely something that I would definitely suggest to more artists. Um, Infinity um, is working diligently on getting more people on it as well. Yeah, shout too. out to Chris Tang for sure. Yeah, shout yeah. out. He he reached out to us, and I was just like, I, I was super stoked that he thought of us because I thought that you and Jane were like, that is such a good you know performance. You guys collab. are a good blend. I yeah, like you guys. Really, like really when you guys dope. collaborate. It, have yeah, you guys done a song together? Yeah, do you have a song together yet? We're we've been working on one. It's just like I I don't know what it is. It's just that we haven't been able to sit down and like get it done. Like it's written. It's <laughs> fully written. I just think because she's all over the place, I'm all over the place. I end up going low key sometimes. Then she's just like, all right, cool, I'm gonna do this, that, and the fourth. You know? Yeah. It's just like we're gonna make it happen. We are. It's just. Do you have a home studio? Like, can you record just whatever you want, or you gotta go somewhere? Um, I've been, I've been primarily trusting uh, the studio that um I've been that I was going to in uh South SF at Pharmacy. But I have since you see, I have the microphone and everything. I've been working more on trying to get this to where I can record as you know here as well. Yeah, too. It's, just, it's a it's a lot of being an independent artist nowadays is a lot of do it yourself. Investments, um, investments. Mm -hmm. and also because of the pandemic, like you, you know, you don't have access as as readily accessible um, as it used to be. So it's just it's a good tool to keep in the pocket, even if like your creative process really needs to have somebody else recording you instead yeah. of yourself. I think it's important to still know how to do it, right. just to kind right. of flesh out your ideas. Because it, what what I've found is that your, your process in terms of creating changes, you're not solely just relying on writing it down first. You can, okay. you're, if you're literally waking up and you have the studio at your door, maybe you just hum some shit mm -hmm. while you're in recording. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a new way of creating. So it's important to just to even just have it um, at the hand. I kind of also will say like, uh, like we have a studio here, right? But like right. usually Marlon will record me, but like recently, very recently, I kind of started recording myself. And yeah. as much as I love having him here because he gives me really good feedback, it kind of gives me like a little space to do like experiment with some weird shit that like I probably wouldn't if he was here. He yeah. like, nah, you know, like, makes yeah. these kooky noises. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm trying to figure out noises. my ad libs, you know? And so like, I'll be here like, or whatever, you know, like, like I don't feel like insecure about it. Like I'll just fuck around and do some weird shit. Cause I'll totally judge her for like weird things. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, honestly, I, I would do the same shit. Like, I've been working on trying to do the same shit, too. Next thing you know, I'm just, you hear Einstein making some fucking cat noises for no reason on the record. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the ad-libs, man. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> got some fire-ass ad-libs and you got a record. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to get, like, young Jeezy with that. Yeah, so so speak, but tell me, so in, in Texas, where you, where you grew up, like, who was who was popping in your in your neck of the woods? Like who was really like who were the artists that you was listening to or that the streets was listening to in that area of Texas? I'm very interested in knowing that. Well, shit, honestly, man, it's weird because I can't even really like pinpoint it because I was always the type of person where I didn't I don't listen to like the shit that's popping all all the time. Okay. Like once well, who I are, who are you listening to back then? Like back home and when you were coming up and kind of like getting into your creative bag, like who were you listening to? I was listening to uh, a lot of Kanye, uh, uh, a lot of Kanye. Um, Drake was up there as well, too. Um, fucking Lil Wayne, of course. Um, let me think. Uh, I had a moment of time where I was definitely listening to uh, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. Oh, oh yes. yes, Fort yes. Minor, the Rising Tide. Fort Minor, like, that was the that Fort was the Minor collective. was fucking dope. Fort Minor was really dope. Most <laughs> definitely, surprisingly, that was like one of my first hip hop albums to be real. Like. Yeah. I mean, I can hear all those influences in your sound and me in too. your music, so that makes a lot of sense. Definitely okay. yeah. Drake, yeah. Yo, I, like, I remember, the, I think the one of the first times I saw you perform, or at least saw you perform when I was, like, sober, because there's probably a lot of <laughs> It's like, let me just remember this real quick. <laughs> no, I, there's people that... I just don't even remember because she like, forgets whole lives. Yeah, whole nah. But, um, the first time I remember hearing you perform, if it wasn't the first time, first time somewhere was that Jane's birthday. Like, what was that? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, I want to say twenty nineteen. Yeah. Right, and 
Like, I was just like, holy shit, like, he's fucking dope. Like, I, just the way your energy on stage was so dope. And, like, the way the, you're, like, the content of what you were saying, you were just, like, really witty. So I could see the little Wayne component to you. And then, like, your voice was, like, so beautiful, like Drake. So like, I could see all that. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, because I was kind of, like, getting bored with all, like, not bored, but you know when you know who's dope in the Bay and you're like, all right, they're dope. I love them. But like, who else is out there? So I was right, like, of course, it was a pleasant surprise to be introduced to, to your music because it's like the type of music that I would like listen to, you know? No, I feel that. I appreciate that. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it was uh, honestly, Jane's show, like it was fucking dope because it, I just got to be around like everybody in one setting. Like it was a little bit of everybody in each like group area that I've always worked with, like the ROTC side, the open mic side, and then of course Ill Exotic, just Ill already Exotic. knowing them yeah. from before. That's, that's who I when I first saw them too was there, and I'm like, oh my god, they're so dope. Yeah, they're amazing. they really are. They're that amazing. whole lineup was really fire. Like Jay booked a dope show. Oh yeah, she knew what he was doing with that. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole vibe. It was very cohesive too. You know, like diverse, but like you know, they had a little commonality amongst them. Intersectional. Oh. Drunk. Yes, that's the word of the day, intersectional. <laughs> yes. So what's the what's been the response to the album so far? You dropped it. It's finally out there for the world to consume, for your folks, for the people who are around you to know what you're about. Like, what's been the general reception to the album? Oh, everybody's been loving it so far. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like my numbers are my numbers are a little bit low at the moment, but that's to be expected as like like as an artist that's you know just coming up and getting right on there, like right on the streaming sites and everything. But I don't want to be just about the numbers. I want to I want to make sure as long as people resonate with the message, then I'm doing my job one way or another. Um, it's just I know that as an independent artist, you kind of have a livelihood on that. Uh, but at the same breath. I just, I love that everybody's been really receptive. I love that I'm getting reviews from like people that I, that I know as well too, from back home. Uh, everybody's talking about how personal it is and how just like they can relate to everything that's on there. I mean, hell, a lot of people's favorite tracks are like the more introspective things like uh, from my perspective or man of the house and just different things like that. But I feel like I got a little bit of something for everybody. So as long as everyone fucks with it, I'm cooling. <laughs> Maybe the reason why people are like more um, con connected to these introspective songs is just kind of the state that we're in now where I think a lot of people are struggling mentally and it really resonates for them to hear someone talking about some of the shit rather than being like, yeah, pussy yeah, popping. I mean, it's like, and right, yeah. I think we're, we're attracted to eloquent internal dialogue, right? We want to hear how other people are thinking in a, in, in a, at a time where we feel so isolated and disconnected from one another. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's always interesting to hear um, artistic internal dialogue in a, within different mediums, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it's like, you know, a, a piece of music, um, especially a piece of music because you're providing a soundtrack to that story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of it, course. It resonates, it, re it resonates deeply. Um, and I think like, you know, if people aren't going outside, like, it's like, where are you listening to music now? And when are you listening to music now? It's right. so much different. You know, I think People are driving less, so they're not in the car. People are obviously not hearing it in clubs. So people right. are probably just listening to it in their house, maybe uh, like working while they're working or, like, or yeah. exercising. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, just it's just different. And I think that um, you're saying that it's your first time kind of getting music on all these platforms. So it's like, it's like you're kind of experimenting with the different hacks of like how to get your numbers up and all these different platforms and social media sites. It's like, but look how we say it. Like we say, like look, getting your numbers up. We're not. We're, I think sometimes we take for granted that those numbers are people. Yeah. Right. Wow. You know That's like, a really you know, good point. No, most definitely. I, <laughs> like, you know, I see we, exactly we want. Where you're you know, from. we we want people. We're we're trying to put faces to the yeah. people who are consuming our experience. Hell yeah. Right. You know what I mean, so you want to build that community. Exactly. Exactly. Ex exactly. It's building a community of people who like have are seeing me in a way that I want to be seen, and how to cultivate that community, how to make them feel appreciated. You know, what I'm saying the numbers are just more exposure. Right. It's right. Like, right. These are how many people I were exposed to today. And the hope is that within that, there are going to be maybe a few people that are like really into this. No, nah, you're of course, most definitely. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think it's important to like what I've been trying to change, like as far as my mental framework with everything is like, 
actually engaging with people than just trying to be like, look at this. Like I've been having, it's been a lot more time consuming and I feel a little bit more uh, stressed because I feel like I'm always on my phone, but like I make it a point to like legitimately talk to people and like, what kind of music do you make? Oh, cool. Who do you, you know? Cause it's, yeah. Yeah, but it's also one of those things too. It's like like you were stating earlier. We're like, since everybody's more like in their houses or anything like that, it allows people to be people nowadays and want to actually really connect with other people and other artists and things. Like hell, I just got off of a a Zoom call yesterday with like a new band that I've been following and stuff because like I won like a little contest of theirs and everything. But they also they knew me because I had saw them. Um, saw them in in concert um, before the pandemic popped off and um, I had recognized the female vocalist from like another rap artist that I followed on YouTube and stuff like that and they didn't know that somebody like me who knew that they existed before all this was out there so yeah. it's, it's, it was like one of those small, things of, it's a small world it's a small little artist community sometimes even like on a global scale yeah most definitely and I think it was like great to see that kind of a uh, that that kind of connection happen and just be able to talk to someone like we were saying more on a personal level and build it it just felt good you know uh, I think that's what everybody's really looking for nowadays it's like a feeling of like validation and a feeling of like positivity and shit especially since we've literally been going through like what are we on like month 12 month 13 almost, yeah we're, we're, on, we're on year two we're about to be on in year two of the pandemic this is insane um i mean and some people are saying that like you know um it'll get better sooner than later uh but you know shout out all your um social medias the name of the album all of those things anything else you want to you want to shout out oh yeah most definitely so um the name of the album is evolve um i'm i started the mastermind once again um you can find me on spotify apple music itunes um, everywhere under Einstein the Mastermind. You could also Google at it's Einstein TM. That's to provide all the social me- media networks like Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat. I don't even use Snapchat like that, but fuck it, whatever. The filters, <laughs> the filters though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, man, yeah, we appreciate you, bro. And congratulations again on dropping this album. You know, do you have any you. like live streams coming up where, where we can catch you performing? Um, I'm still in the middle of uh, trying to line a few of those up right now, but um, as soon as every as soon as I get some confirmation with that, then we'll definitely go from there. Um, I'm trying to work on getting my Twitch channel back up and running as well too. Trying to promote the album as much as I can, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but the live streams stream. will definitely happen. I'll keep everyone posted. So Evolve is the name of the album. Einstein, the mastermind, follow him and all that. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us, ratchetandwokepodcast at gmail.com. Unlearn the world. Lil MC, Einstein, the mastermind. We out of here. Peace. Try to hustle even though I'm feeling low Everybody talking about you never gonna blow Out of hell you even trying, I just had to let them know I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A Pull up on you, let them know I'm here to stay Watch you while I rise and make you feel some type of way They just bet that I'm the N-I-G-G-A I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A Pull up on you, let them know I'm here to stay Watch you while I rise and make you feel some type of way On me, that's that pot. Thinking I didn't lost my touch with mother. Watch this. I didn't see the complications. Here's the diagnostics. Y'all ain't ready for the truth. They could be catastrophic. Everyone afraid of winning, comfortable in second place. They didn't grew content with their surroundings that they go and hate. On those who stop it, better bring them down to their reality. While go getters be grinding and increasing all their salaries. You mad at me for speaking truth? These the my error, some losers, I'm just trying to make a great impact Trying to dodge that negativity and keep my thoughts intact Overthinking better upon my health, don't need no cardiac arrest But I digress, man, I didn't had it with the stress Gotta keep these devils off me if I'm trying to live so blessed I want the best, but not the worst I define my work, I'ma prosper even if that means I'm six feet in the dirt Ay. I've been on the road, I've been trying to hustle even though I'm feeling low 
have anybody talking about you never gonna blow out I you even trying, I just had to let them know I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A Pull up on you, let them know I'm here to stay Watching while I rise, I'll make you feel some type of way They just mad that I'm the N-I-G-G-A I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A Pull up on you, let them know I'm here to stay Watching while I rise, I'll make you feel some type of way They just mad that I'm the See me as a tourist, but I'm a permanent resident Yelling, but I be so busy, I'm celibate I don't waste my time, but if you're lucky, I might sell a bit When I'm at the top of my game, I'm in my element But I couldn't be no avatar, I make it a point to never bend You'll need more experience to get on my level Even if you keep the metal with, I am not one to meddle with <laughs> I don't have the time, I got me some plans tonight Got some bars I have to write in the mastermind, I'll pass the mic All the biggest problems in my life, those were there's nothing you could put in front of me would curve my appetite for this You might get inspired, stick around, right? Everybody's looking for a purpose, well I found mine Einstein says he's number one, so I guess we're about tied Matter of fact, go ahead and give it to the outsiders Cause he and I have been on the road I've been trying to hustle even though I'm feeling low Everybody talking about you never gonna blow I don't you even trying, I just had to let them know I'd rather be the N-I-G-G-A